Hello and welcome to the Humane Tech Podcast. This is episode 6, the evacuation episode, and I'm Jeffrey Kay. I was not planning on doing an episode like this just yet, but the world is literally on fire all around me. If it wasn't just for COVID-19 and all the things that we're doing around the virus and trying to keep ourselves safe physically, uh, that would be enough. But maybe not, because I live in the Portland-Vancouver metro area, and I've never seen smoke hang around for quite so long. It's um, I'm recording this at 6 o'clock at night, and if I were at the beach, this would look pretty awesome. A little bit foggy, campfires and barbecue smoke wafting by, but that's not it. It's, it's wildfires, it's people's homes and businesses, their livelihoods on fire. And it's making it hard for all of us to breathe. There's tears, there's just anger, there's frustration, and then there's just the immense loss. We had prepared our home for friends if they needed to move up here. We had a lot of people at our kids' school and in that community that didn't know if they were going to leave their house and never come back or what was going to happen. And at the last moment, the fires subsided enough that they were able to stay in their homes, but we don't know if that's a permanent situation. Rains were supposed to come, but they haven't. It's gotten a little misty here and there. But the fires burn on. So why talk about that in this podcast? Well, first of all, this is humane tech. And the core of my business, the podcast, and everything I do is helping people. And it's not always possible to do that in amazing ways. I am human and have messed up and others have messed up, but we do our best. We do our best to show up each and every day and make someone's life a little bit better. Sometimes that's through technology. Sometimes that's helping with technology. And sometimes it's just giving a hug, saying something nice. What's this episode going to be about now that I'm three minutes into it? Yes, we are going to talk about the 10 cybersecurity essentials, but this is not cybersecurity essential number three backups. We're going to talk about what happens if you have to evacuate. What if you have evacuated? What if you're listening to this and your life is really upended right now? Well, first of all, my heart's with you. Oh my gosh. My heart is truly with you. And I hope that you're okay. And if this podcast gives you a little bit of peace or something else to think about, well, so be it. And thanks for listening. So first, a quick reminder, the 10 cybersecurity essentials. We've talked about passwords and password management, and I gave a little bit of homework to get a password manager, set it up, put one of your usernames and password combinations in your password manager and test it out and make a list of all of the passwords you've got, all of the websites and apps that you can think of so that you can add those to your password manager. And then we talked about multi-factor authentication 
or two-factor authentication. And I believe the homework for two-factor authentication was to get a method set up for some website that you don't have. And an extra credit bonus, whether I mentioned this or not, is to use a hardware token or an app instead of just text messaging and email. I was going to talk about backups in this next episode. What to backup, how to backup, how to make sure that you've got everything you need backed up, and how backups aren't just about data. They aren't about photos and files and music. Those are all very important, and of course we want those all backed up. But also backup methods. If you can't log into a website, what is your backup method for getting in? In some situations, it's calling for help. Sometimes it's an email reset. But there are some complexities that we get into as we use password managers and multi-factor authentication where we want to make sure we've got backup methods for other things. So let's talk about evacuation. You've left your house and you hope that you have everything. Now's maybe not the best time to concentrate on the 10 cybersecurity essentials. Or maybe you need something to get your mind off the hide-a-bed bar going across your back right now. Maybe you're stuck in traffic trying to leave your home. Whether it's high winds from hurricanes, drought, rising water, wildfires, COVID-19, or some other reason you've had to leave home, where are you now? Maybe your digital life is on your laptop, your desktop, mobile devices? Is it just on your phone? Maybe you've got stuff saved in cloud services like uh, Google Drive or other Google apps, iCloud, Dropbox, Microsoft, OneDrive. Maybe it's all in your Yahoo email. Maybe you've got some emergency stuff set up on your USB drives and you, and you threw those into a bag. Regardless, you had to run and so you hope that you have everything. I hope that you're in a situation where you're able to go back home. And if you're not, if you're going to create a new home, you're still going to have this opportunity. And the opportunity is to have a check-in of what you did and didn't have with you, what you did and didn't have prepared. I think the best time to have everything put together is obviously before the emergency, but often that's not something we succeed at doing. When there is some sort of catastrophe or emergency, one of the best things we can do shortly after our life is on the way back to being where we want it. We need to evaluate where we're at, where our things are at, where our data is, what worked well and what didn't work well, and what can we do better. It's living through the hard stuff that gives us the keys to doing it the right way. For instance, I can give you the 10 cybersecurity essentials. We can do hours and hours on this. I can tell you how to do things in the best ways possible. But none of that matters until you, tr until you test it, until you try it. And unfortunately, the best way to try it is in a real-world situation. We do these things called tabletop exercises in security and IT, where we say, okay, if the main server were to die, what do we do next? Or if we had ransomware hit uh, Susie's computer, what do we do next? And we can walk through things on a tabletop and say, okay, uh, this would happen, then that would happen. Oh, really? You would do that? And we'll just walk through 
the eventuality. But when you actually have a ransomware attack to walk through, that's when you see whether or not you're actually prepared for these things. So now what? You're away from home. You need to be and feel safe. You're on the run from a bad situation. You've got to assess what's important. Do you have time to do all the right things? Great. Do all the right things. Probably you don't. Maybe you don't have the time, the attention span, or maybe it's just too emotional. Oh, I get it. So what are we going to do? Let's keep you safe for today. We can only do our best. Perfection is often not an option. I'm going to ask some questions and provide answers that are much more simplistic than when we're in the comfort of our own home or office. Being displaced means we maybe aren't in our right or best mindset. Are you going to be using someone else's Wi-Fi? If you have a firewall, firewall software will help protect your computer from getting nasty things. If you're on Windows, check to see that the firewall is on. If not, turn it on. Click on the Start menu and type Firewall. If you're on a Mac, open System Preferences from the Apple menu. Click on Firewall. If you need to, click Turn on Firewall. Okay, now things are better. I'm going to leave you uh, Linux people to yourself. Contact me if you need help. Humane Tech Podcast at protonmail.com. So if you know Windows and Mac have the built-in firewalls, use them. Now you may not be able to turn them on because you might have Norton or Webroot or something else. Well, Webroot will allow you to turn it on, but uh, I think Norton, if you're using their firewall, they won't allow you to use the built-in firewall. I'm not sure about that. But um, have a firewall if you can. Do you have antivirus? Yes? Good. No? Well, let's walk through that real quick. If you have Windows and you haven't paid for an antivirus system, first of all, look to see if you have any trial software that's expired. You might have a Dell computer with McAfee antivirus on it. Uninstall it. Or pay for it and upgrade it but get rid of it if it's not doing you any good. If you have expired antivirus software, get it off your computer. You need either a free, usable antivirus or a paid service. Free is not always bad. Windows Defender comes from Microsoft. It's built into Windows 10 and 8 and 7. Um, if it says, do you want to check for updates, then check for updates. Is there a button to scan? Click on that. Do that every week. Or you want a quick fix? Go to sophos.com. That's S-O-P-H-O-S.com. Get the free trial for Sophos Home. You'll have the best protection they offer for 30 days for free. Hopefully you'll be back in your home before 30 days and things will be better. Now you can reevaluate. If not, uh, you can keep Sophos and pay for it or just use the free version. That's just one suggestion. There are lots of other great suggestions and options, but I know that you can do that and, and get it installed quickly and easily and free. Mac? There's no free option that comes from Apple. So, best quick option, go to sophos.com, download the free option, get it going. Okay. What about a VPN? Well, at this point, I would like to make sure that if you have a VPN solution, that you use it all of the time. 
If you don't, consider going to protonvpn.com and sign up for the free plan. Install the software and keep it connected whenever you're online. Put, on your, put it on your tablet, your laptop, your phone, whatever, and use it. And this will help protect your privacy while you're on other people's Wi-Fi, especially, oh my gosh, especially if you're on a public Wi-Fi. VPN is going to protect you. Um, it's not foolproof. It's not, you know, like having a team of bodyguards around you, keeping you physically safe. A VPN is just one piece. Um, but it is one of the cybersecurity essentials, and we're going to dig deeper into it later. But if you're out and about, you may need to do this. Now, VPNs can also be frustrating, so you may install it and realize that you can't get to some of the websites you want to go to. VPNs may not be a top priority for you. Getting to information is definitely much, much more important than getting to it safely. Uh, sorry, not most of the time, but in an emergency situation, that may be true. If you can get privacy and security to work for you, do it. But if it's the difference between putting a... If it's the difference between doing something as best you can or doing it perfectly and failing, I'd say do it as best you can. Okay. Now breathe. Seriously. Take time. Do things right. And don't rush. Make sure you and your family, your partner, your friends, other people around you are safe. And then get back into it. Okay. If you're out and about, work on your devices with them plugged in as much as possible. Don't worry about the battery. If you have to leave again, they're going to be charged. So leave them plugged in as much as possible. If you can't charge them while you sleep, can you turn them off to save battery? What about turning on low power mode? A lot of devices have a low power mode, and so phones will last longer in that mode. Are you living out of your car for a bit? You can sometimes find available power outlets on the outside of commercial buildings. I'm not telling you to trespass. Please don't get into trouble. But see if you might get a charge in. Restaurants can also be very good for this, especially if you're already eating there. Ask. Ask, ask if you can plug in your phone. Gas station mini-marts. Don't leave your phone alone, but, you know, if you can plug it in somewhere while you're shopping and think that it's pretty safe, then do it. But keep an eye on that sucker, or maybe leave somebody with it while you go shop. I was camping on an island with a restaurant, and I charged my phone right there while I ate. It was fabulous. What about installing updates? Well, this is a little dicey. If they go well, you're safer than before. If they go badly, you could lose access to your device. Be cautious about doing updates while you're away from home and don't have some sort of backup. Be extra careful about opening messages that aren't good, clicking on bad links, installing apps that are new to you. You can be okay with what you've got. Not installing updates is not something I normally recommend. But again, if it's between ensuring that your phone works for the next week and putting off updates, I want your phone to work. But know that Microsoft just put out over 130, well, almost 130 updates last Tuesday. Apple put out another update recently. There's always something. 
if you're a year or more behind on updates and you're on the run, it may be more dangerous to install them than to continue ignoring them. But when you get home, <laughs> please install them. Please, please, please. And that is uh, also Cybersecurity Essential 4. So talk about that in a couple weeks. In an emergency situation, you must go from proactive to reactive, unless you're prepared to the point where your emergency situation is truly just another day. Wouldn't it be nice if we were all so prepared that some weird, unexpected thing would happen and we just go, okay, we're good, we got what we need. Do what you can. Be safe. Spend time with each other. Listen, hear, speak, and share. Remember that this will someday just be another story that you tell. Remember that you're not alone. I know what I'm speaking about. There's been some hard times in my life, my family's life, and we've gotten through it. We've helped people through some really hard times. Do the best you can. When we get back next week, we're going to talk about cybersecurity essential number three, backups. Until then, be safe. This is Humane Tech, and this has been Jeffrey K. I'll see you next week.